What does it mean to be centered? Well, centered is a reference point to come back to when life's challenges and emotions push you off balance. You have a reference point to come back to that's being centered. We want to feel centered in our homes. So women, moms, regardless of where you are in the world, we all face such similar challenges. How do we get it all done and then still find time for ourselves? We're all just everyday moms trying to keep it all together. There's dishes to wash. There's things to always get picked up, appointments to get to. Not so many events to attend right now. But don't forget, we all still need to be happy and loving and so accessible. Somehow, some way, in all of this, we have lost ourselves, our dreams, our goals. Just time to be alone. We've lost our center. Can't you feel so isolated at times? Guess what? You're not alone. There's millions of us out here. And we're going to support each other. We're going to share raw, honest talk about our homes and our minds. Centered is going to share tips and strategies to make your home more centered. So let's get started. Well, hello, hello, hello. It's Wednesday, and I'm so happy that you're here. And it's given me a couple days to think about our motivational Monday quote. And got to tell you, it took a different turn than I thought what we'd actually talk about today. So we're getting a little deeper than I thought. I didn't think I was going here, but I think I'm going here today. So reminder of the quote, if you're buying stuff to put your stuff in, you might have too much stuff. We've all got a little bit too much stuff, and we want to minimize some things so that we can, again, let's always go back to our why so we can have more time for you, for you to do the things that you want to do and not have to spend so much time cleaning and organizing your house. So originally, I was really going to discuss about the holiday items coming up for Christmas that we can start to go through and revise and give to other people. And it really brought up what's going to happen when we start doing these, this because Christmas items and ornaments, they can hold a lot of memories. They really can. And I know that that's true for me. So this is, this is going to probably be a difficult task for some of us to go through our Christmas and holiday, other holiday items. Um, I mean, there's more holidays than just Christmas. So there's more items um, out there than just Christmas. So, um, yeah, so I'm taking a breath because this this one's a little little tougher for me. But I think with all of these steps that we're going to talk about, really not so much steps, so I take that back. It's more about the mindset that we're going to have to go into this. So I'm going to start out with... Scientifically, there are parts of our brain that will actually light up when we associate with some items that we consider them to be mine. So think about that, mine. If you've watched um, Finding Nemo, the seagulls, it's a part that always 
I can think of the word mine, they see Nemo and other fish in the water and they are all like, it's mine, 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 mine. Um, so this was interesting to me to, to really find out. I knew that there was parts of the brain that lit up for different things that we might um, put into our bodies, like the dopamine receptors or norm receptors. For those of you that don't know, I have a background in uh, psychiatry. So I was very interested to find that there are scientific studies that find that we actually light up when we associate things to being mine. And even more so that we associate things with being mine as really, really young babies and children. Now, as moms, we can relate to this factor of sharing. Our kids just don't want to share. Well, guess what? It's because there's something going on in their brain that they have taken ownership over that item and they don't want to give it up. And there's items for us too. We just don't want to give them up as adults. And it's because of this happening in our brains. So it's harder than we think. And I like that because now we, we know that there's a reason why it's so hard to give things up. So basically, it's called ownership. And it goes back to when we are really young and it doesn't leave us. And there's actually been some studies done with all different types of demographics where, um, let's say there's a task that they have to complete, whatever task it is, um, they have to draw a picture. So when they draw a picture, they're going to give them one of two items. Let's say they're going to give them candy or they're going to give them, I don't know, I can't even think of anything like a glass, pretty decorative glass. Um, in the study that I actually read, they actually gave them a coffee mug. So let's go back. It's a coffee mug. It's a candy and it's a coffee mug. Um, and then later on, they'll ask them if they do something additional, they will actually switch items. Do you want to switch items? And they don't want to switch items because they've already taken ownership of that item. What this study made me think of is the simplicity of Christmas and some Christmas games. So I don't know where you're listening from, but in my state, and I think it mainly in the U.S., we have a thing called Yankee Swap. And I think it has different names, but that's what we call it here in, in Maine. And it's, let's say there's 10 people. So everybody draws a number and your number is when you get to pick your present or your gift that's, that's wrapped or I think sometimes they're unwrapped, but anyway, you get to choose. So now you've taken ownership of that item. And sometimes things are not so fun, but sometimes there's things that are really good and you really want to, you really want to take that. And then someone draws another number and it means that they get to choose either go get a different gift or choose what you have and they'll take your gift and you just wait and hope that you can swap it back. And so I found that this study really kind of solidified my personal feelings when I play that Christmas game, because I get really mad when someone takes what I have. Um, and it gets sad and it's usually like the cheapest little thing. It costs like under $5, but you go home a little, little de depleted from that. So we've really created a sense of self with our objects and, um, 
It's really interesting. I just find it really interesting, but it, it helps me understand the psychology more about why it really is hard to get rid of items. So let's take it into a couple more steps. So you have a loved one that's passed. And if you're looking at it from the outside, you might think, why is it so hard for her to let go of his items in that room or in that closet of a husband who's passed? And I can relate this to my mom, my stepdad passing. Um, I had maybe not as strong emotions that I should have had um, towards what she was going through. And now after reading this this week, I really feel like I didn't do a very good job supporting my mom emotionally in that type of transition. But it's why do they have a hard time parting with that? Because that item, we have created a feeling of connection. We feel very connected to our loved one who has passed by that item. And they can seem really silly to us. Um, a package of cigarettes. Um, I'm just relating things to with my mom. Um, you know, old, I don't, I think they called them chamois shirts and I don't know how to describe that other than a really thick flannel. That's all one color. And I don't even know if it's really called a chamois shirt, but my, one of my sisters had a really high attachment to that because my dad wore those a lot when we were at the lake as kids and she wanted those and she definitely wore those around for a while even though you know not the most attractive thing for a girl but she felt connected to my dad and so that's a really hard uh, that's a hard one and now i think i understand more of um even the smallest item you can have some type of attachment to and you makes you feel connected and um those are hard those are hard things and also hoarding this is an area that I really haven't looked into much. Um, I definitely don't have this. My husband has it a little bit. Um, he grew up with his grandparents, so his grandparents tend to, to keep a lot of items. And when you look back, it's kind of financial that when they didn't have a lot of money, they just had very minimal things. When they got more money, they had more things. And then they kept a hold of all of those things because they never knew Maybe we're going to lose our income and go back to the way things were. With hoarding, it's really um, a protectiveness of these items. So it kind of goes back to they've taken ownership, and that's through that endowment effect. You know, it, it's now part of them, and they own it. And they've taken that ownership, and they have a sense of self with it. So now they become very protective of it, and it's very hard to let go. Um and what's really interesting is I also found some studies that looked at other cultures that, um, like in the Amazon, there's different cultures that live very isolated from areas that we would consider more populated and have modern conveniences. And people in these isolated areas, they don't have this sense of ownership or endowment or sense of self because they share everything. So they don't even have this. So this is definitely something that based on the culture that we're living in have created in us. And when I was thinking about this, I thought, oh my gosh, this is why I'm so exhausted sometimes when going through items and clearing out 
the clutter and revising what I'm going to keep, it's because we've really been brought up in this particular mindset and culture. So it's it's a little more difficult than I thought to change. So uh, I'm a little easier on people now since that, since I've done some research. And we're all, let's be real, we're sometimes we're just unwilling to let go of this item and move on to donate an item, throw out an item, and I get it now. There's lots of memories and there's attachment to these items. But I'm still going to say, in order to move on, to live more of a life that you want, you really have to let go of some items so that you can find more simplicity in taking care of your home, which frees up time for you to do what you want to do. And um, really look at it as you're giving someone else a wonderful gift, because I know you all have wonderful items, but they're wonderful items that you don't either use anymore or even like anymore, but you do have a sense of ownership for. But let it go, and someone else is going to love that item so much, especially with the Christmas items. So let's kind of like take this down into how can we move on with our Christmas items or holiday items? Cause we'll kind of focus on that because that was the whole intention of all of this is that just understand that from a very young age, we have been given a sense of ownership for our items and it's actually a psychological effect that's kind of in our culture. So number two is really going to have to change your own mindset. You're going to have to be willing to donate, throw out those items. And number three, let go of that item with a sense of happiness and joy that someone else is really going to enjoy that. Take care. And let's go through our holiday items. It'll still be fun reliving some memories, but know that it's time. It's time to move on and you can replace some of those things. So go get something new.